Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. What I do know is he's a friend of the show, and he joins us right now via ESPN on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Herm Edwards with us on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Herm, always a pleasure having you on the program. How you doing? I'm doing well. Um, I got some exciting games this weekend, obviously. Some were kind of kind of head-scratching last week, but... We continue to move on. We can't worry about what happened last week. Yeah, no, it is pretty amazing, too. We know this. We just talked about it. Even though the game, save one, weren't all that uh, impressive when you talk about the final score, the people are watching. The NFL is still king when you look at those numbers. Well, no doubt. Um, you could tell, you know, when, when they decided to charge people $6 for getting Peacock, <laughs> the numbers that Peacock made, on that, I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. Yeah, and, and it's, I don't know if that's a sign of the future or what. I think they're kind of setting us up like, hey, guess what, boys? This might work. And they might try to do it on a, you want to buy your team's yeah. games? You want to do it one at a time, three at a time? Yeah. I think they're going to figure out. they got bean counters. I don't know if you know this, Herm. There are bean yeah, counters. Yeah. We're trying to figure out how you maximize uh, every last dollar. And, and I'm assuming the NFL, you know, we were talking, Nick and I were talking about the idea that it, it, seems, it seems impossible for the NFL train to slow down. Until it does. And I don't know what might derail it because there was politics and there's a whole bunch of other things. People are watching in the biggest numbers ever. Yeah, no. Uh, and I can remember, you know, I, I came in the league in, in 1977. And I can remember when, you know, Monday Night Football was the thing that every player wanted to be a part of. You know, you wanted to get on Monday Night Football. You wanted Howard Cosell to say your name. And now you look at it, you got you got Monday Night Games, obviously. Then you got Thursday um, you got Sundays, um, you got Saturday night games, you know, college football is, is Saturday. A lot of times, uh, you know, it, it's just, you got high school football on Friday. Uh, so uh, football is really taken over, you know, uh, our country. I mean, it's, it's the number one sport. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, when I grew up, it was baseball, actually, when in the sixties, it was baseball, you know, and, and football obviously has, has made a stamp on in our country at this point. Herm Edwards with us from ESPN. I wanted to ask you about a guy you coached at Arizona State and Jaden Daniels, and he won the yeah. Heisman Trophy, obviously, this year. What do you think about his prospects at the NFL level? Oh, I think, you know, he's one of those guys that's unique in the sense that when you look at a lot of the quarterbacks in the league now, um, you know, they're dual threats. And, and, and you didn't want to say that before uh, with a quarterback in the National Football League. You know, you, you saw a few of them uh, in my era. But there weren't many. You know, Fran Tarkin happened to be one of those kind of guys. Um, but generally, everything was done from the pocket. But as we know, football has evolved. Um, the uh, the position of the quarterback now is uh, they're, they're more athletic coming out of college. Um, they Running is part of their DNA for a lot of them. Uh, and you look at our league. And I think, you know, when you look at it, it used to be, and, and the rules are to protect the quarterback. You're worried about, obviously, his second contract. But I'm starting to look at this thing another way. I'm saying, let's just say you do have a dual quarterback and you get him as a rookie. I think a lot of teams are in the mindset now is that, hey, you know what? If he gets hurt within five years, you know, we'll have to pay his contract. We'll get another guy. And so now you're, 
you now you're not worried about so much the quarterback running anymore because that used to be the big deal. Don't run, don't get hurt. You know, and you saw a few of them come in the league. Michael Vick happened to be one of them, as we know. Um, ben Sevens was another one, you know, with Chicago. There was a few sprinkles around, but it wasn't like it is in today's world. And so I just think that, you know, without that position, uh, it's very difficult because when you have that unique guy, and we're going to see two of them um, up in Buffalo, uh, obviously Allen and Mahomes. Now Mahomes doesn't run as much as Allen, but he extends the plays. They allow the quarterback in today's world to get off script, and coordinators are okay with that. And that is really really tough for the defense. Well, the running back world is the churn and burn. I'll no, go find another one. Back no, you're right. The running back world now is the quarterback. That's why they don't pay the running back. So why should we pay a running back? We got one. It's the quarterback. And maybe that's why we talk about not being able to find 32 consistent quarterbacks. There's there's that churn and burn attitude now where you're just bringing a new guy in, so maybe they don't have time to mentally develop like they used to years ago when you were playing especially. And, and I just think, you know, as we know, the world of, of pro football is what? There's about six, seven new jobs every year. So coaches constantly change. Um, systems constantly change. And I just think that more of college football now is into pro football. And you have to have a coach that understands this is the quarterback we have. Am I willing to build a system around the quarterback? Not so much my system, but the system that he can function in. So there's always going to be nuance. If I yes. if I give you hiring authority to pick a draftable quarterback, you're watching film. Give me the one thing that if you see on film, not him. Give me another one. It's we're not picking him. What's the one thing on film? Because I'm also going to ask you when you sit down and talk to them. What's the one thing that could eliminate a guy if you had that kind of authority? Well, you know, I think the thing for the quarterback is how he processes information, and then from there, obviously you know, what does he do with the ball? It's about processing the information. The quicker they process it, the better you are. You're off as an offense, you know. They got to see things from the time they break the huddle, looking at the front, understanding the front, and and that's teachable, understanding, okay, in this front, they they run these coverages, and this down in situations, they like to 50% of the time they bring pressure, 30%. But how does he process that stuff, right? And when you get a guy like that, I mean, then you got a chance. Now, now you become an offense that, you know, you're you're fully involved in it because of the quarterback, because of the decisions he can make. Right? Some guys can't make decisions. When you get a quarterback that can't make decisions or can't handle pressure, especially pressure, because in today's world, people are going to bring pressure, because. That's the only way you, you can get to the quarterback in today's world. you you got to bring questions. I don't want to take a guy's personality out of it. I don't want to use the word goofy. But can, mm. you, can you deal with goofy at that position? Well, uh, to an extent, but I, I, I think the guy has to be a leader. He has to have leadership qualities. They, they come in all different ways. But can he lead? You know, because he's the guy everybody looks at. And you can be a little, you know, goofy is one thing. Being a little silly sometimes, you know, being, being lighthearted, it's okay. There's different personalities. But at the end, when he walks in the huddle, when he walks in the huddle, you got a 13-year vet, you got a five-year vet, you got a two-year two vet. When he walks in the huddle, everybody goes, okay, he just walked in the huddle. We're going to look to this guy. All players want to know is this. Can this quarterback help us win? 
can he win games for? Can the quarterback, can the quarterback during the course of the season, and the good ones do this, they're going to win three to four games. Just on what they do, right? That's what the good ones do. That gets you over the hump. Speaking of quarterbacks and coaching openings, how do you feel, how do you assess the Falcons' job opening right now? I think if you look at the conference, it's a conference that a coach would be excited about being involved in. Um, obviously, Tampa won it this year, but it's a conference where you have a rookie quarterback in Carol in, uh, in Carolina. Um, you know, the Saints have Carr, a veteran guy, but it's a conference where you feel like we can be competitive. All those teams are pretty competitive except Carolina. Obviously, they're in a rebuild mode, but I think if you're a coach, you look at Atlanta's roster, you go, hey, now the decision you got to make, you got a heck of a runner. Oh boy, you got a good tight end. You got some receivers. You know, Bates is unbelievable on defense. I mean, you got some pieces, and you're not that far away. You know, the, 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 you know, you're, you're really not that far away from from being okay. We can be competitive in the division. We can win the division. You know, we we, we have an opportunity to do that. So I just think it's a, it's a job that a lot of guys are, are looking at. Um, the best division record was was Tampa. And the Saints, they were both four and two. Atlanta was three and three. So you're kind of right in there, right? That, 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 that's how I would look at it. Do you job. think they were ten, did they have 10 win talent in your mind? Yeah, and let me tell you something what, 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 what 10 wins get you. And, and that's the number. The, the number is 10. How does the quarterback play? Baker Mayfield had one of his best seasons. I mean, he might have he just won that job. Baker Mayfield won three or four games for those guys this year, right? I mean, he did. Now, and that's what the quarterback's going to do. He's going to win two or three games for you. The team will win a bunch, but the quarterback in his play in the fourth quarter, when he, when he, has, when he has the ball on the last drive, and a lot of games wind up to this way, you know, can he score? Can, can he take the team down the field and score? Can he do that two or three times to win the game for you? Player mentality, if Bill Belichick walks in a room with six rings, mm. what does that yeah. do? What does that do for the building? What does that do before you even take one snap? Well, I think the first thing players realize is that the guy has winning pedigree. Um, he can take – he can do a lot with less just by the discipline he's going to command, the, the attention to details he's going to command. Um, now, as good as he is, as good as he's as good as his career has been, and any of these coaches, you go back to Shula, you go back to Tom Landry, you go back to all the greats when they had long careers, winning careers. Who was the quarterback? They had a quarterback, whether it was a running league or not. They still had a guy that took the ball from the center, right? And it's just that's how it, that that's how it operates. At the end of the day. It's amazing how things haven't changed. The more they change, the more they stay the same. And what's, you know, if, if you don't have a quarterback, it doesn't matter who the coach is. No, you got no shot. I mean, look, I was a pretty good coach when I had a quarterback. <laughs> I mean, you know, when I was in, with the Jets, I mean, we won the division. I had Chad Pennington. I, and I had a heck of a runner. It was Curtis Martin. Well, he's a good runner. But I knew, you know, when you had to move, look. You, you, there's a saying, it hasn't changed. You still have to be able to run the ball to win. I, I truly believe that. And I think it, it always comes to the test of the time. Yeah, you still, you got, but you got to throw it to score. This is a scoring league. No matter how much you want to paint it, say it's not. No, it's a scoring league. 
and you have to score. And who does that? The quarterback, the guy that plays with the ball. The only guy that touches the ball as much as the quarterback is the center. So you mentioned those fourth quarter comebacks, and I, I got a yeah. problem. With, I, but I got a problem with fourth quarter comebacks. Why are we losing going into the fourth quarter this many times? What's your role yeah, in us being down in the fourth quarter? Well, and they, 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 there lies the problem. You know, and, and I think when you look at your team, you got to ask yourself that question. In big moments before the before the before the half. We're coming out of the half, what are we? How we start the game. It always starts. How we start the game before the end of the half, right? And then in the fourth quarter. With with two possessions left, we know we have two possessions left on offense. No matter what the score is, we could be leading. We could be down by three. We could be down by seven. You think that quarterback ain't making a difference? Big time. you got two possessions left, and everybody in the stadium knows it. we got two possessions left. We're down by three points, boys. Everybody gets it. Go, okay, here's it. Here's the deal, boys. We got two more chances. You know, this is the story with when you watch the Detroit Ram game, right? When you think about that game, that was a seven-possession game. It wasn't a 12-possession game. It was a seven-possession game because Detroit's ability to run the ball, the Rams ran the ball going on the road, okay. But what killed them was what? The red zone. They didn't score in the red zone. They kicked field goals. They lose by a point. Two good quarterbacks playing. And at the end, when Detroit had the ball, Rams never got the ball back. Game over. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. How many guys in the era that you played would be playing for no money? Baseball, we were just talking about a hit at the knees. In the old days, it was no, no, no. I got to get you down any way possible. Now they're trying to reg. Right. They tried to regulate it for the quarterback, but they're trying to do it all over the field. How many guys would have been well, playing for free? Yeah, I, I think this. When you think about that, you know, hitting at the knees. They look. If you're a player, and I say this is a former player, you don't want anybody. To, you don't want to get hit in the knees. That's a career ender. You would hope they would legislate that out of it. For all, for all players, not just the quarterback. The guy catching the ball, running the ball. That one there ends careers. It ends careers. The headshots, getting concussions, hey, you come back from that one. But when you when they when they hit you at the knees now, that that's a bad deal. You know, and there used to be like this, you know, you always kind of, even though it was an opponent, you kind of protected each other. You, you knew when a guy was vulnerable. And you're like, yeah, you know, I ain't taking him out there. Because you could, that's a career render. And the problem now is what else, what else are you supposed to do? How are you supposed to bring a guy down if you're a defensive back? You know you were a defensive back. It, oh, it's hard. It, 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 it's hard to play tackle football anymore. It's hard. And, you know, it, it, it says 
They're trying to clean the game up, but there comes a point to where, you know, it's still tackle football, and there's some risk involved in it. There is some risk involved, and there's, there's no doubt about that. I think, the, you know, the game, is, the game is faster. They're bigger players. It's just like basketball, right? I mean, you see guys now, these six, eight, seven foot guys, they don't even play in the paint. They shoot three-pointers. They come across the line and just somebody gets the ball and shoots a three-pointer. It's like, really? I mean, what <laughs> What am I watching? Right? It, it's so – and I think the game is involved. It, it's evolved. All of them have – the players are bigger. They're faster. They're more skilled because the ball is in the air more. So all these people are – you know, the linebackers are different. The, the rushers are different. I mean, it's it just – it, the game is just a ball. I'm I'm not calling it an easy life, but what life is easier? The NFL head coach or the college head coach? Oh, NFL. Way easier. Because once the guy signs a contract, he's there. In college football, <laughs> after every game, you got to re-recruit guys. Because they might go in the portal. <laughs> That's a mess. I mean, it's a, you, you, you can't keep up with the roster. I mean, it's just, it is unbelievable. And listen here, this is what makes it really interesting. There'll be some college quarterbacks coming out of high school. Think about this. A high school senior quarterback will go to a university this year with the ability to make money. These guys are getting paid more than Brock Purdy. Yep. Yeah, Caleb Williams. Yeah, Caleb Williams had a better life at Southern Cal than Brock Purdy. When you talk about salary, <laughs> yeah. it's like why they they, they want to play for six years in college now. I don't want to leave. I got a good deal here. I'm making more money in college than a, than a, a, a rookie in the NFL. And I sort of I rooted for chaos. I did. When all this yeah. stuff started, I Be said, man, what you wish just for. give me storylines and give me chaos. I would say oh. that we are certainly, if we're not there, we're on the brink of chaos. But I do want to ask you this. It used to be a $50 handshake, or it used to be you would sell your tickets, two tickets to a booster, and it sh- <laughs> he'd hand you an envelope back. I mean, I sort of, where's the dignity in, in how it's, it's being done now? It, it's just, it, you know what? And where is the, where is the, where is the line of demarcation? I don't know where there is one. Everybody kind of plays in the gray. It's just kind of out there, right? And they're they're trying to they're trying to reel it in, but it's like, who who's governing it? Who, who's watching it? How do you keep up with all this? Hey Herm, how many colleges there are? You can walk into the middle of Times Square and hand a kid a bag of cash and declare to the world, "I just handed them a bag of cash." <laughs> well, look at it this way. I got one better for you. Think about this: There's 32 teams. They, they they sell them our souls. So you can be one of these college guys and say, you know what, I want to be an owner, but I'm going to be the owner of the college team. And I'm going to give this university this much money, and guess what? Now I'm going to tell the AD and the head coach, look, I, I, I kind of want to recruit that guy, and why we? I, I want to hire the coach. You become an owner. So we said they're not boosters anymore, they're partners. How about that? Yeah. It's a good way to put it. Herm Edwards from ESPN with us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Don't know if there's a right answer to this question, but I'll ask it nevertheless. Is there more pressure on Nick Sirianni in Philadelphia or Mike McCarthy in Dallas? Oh, it's always Dallas. It's always Dallas, right? And you know what I, what, 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 what I, I, I thought about one day? I said, you know, 
think about this. When you're a Dallas Cowboy player, as soon, whether you know, you're drafted there as a rookie, you come, the first thing you think is that I play for the Dallas Cowboys and that star on the side of their helmet, I'm a star. I'm a star. And so right now you think you're a star. You ain't played a lick. You ain't played one snap in the NFL yet. But you think you're a star. Why? Because you're the team mostly talked about all the time. And I think that's a little bit of the problem. I, I think if, if Jerry, what Jerry needs to do, take the star off the helmet. Just take it off. Make them earn it. Make them earn it. But there's always, always pressure on the Cowboys. So how does Mike McCarthy, if it wasn't a full castration, I said one of his testicles is gone. He's going to stand in front of men who know that he's the lamest of the lame ducks. How's that going to work in the building? Well, it, you know, I think the players like playing for coach. And, and he's done a really good job there. I mean, you know, <laughs> a lot of players would say, if I had a coach that won, you know, three consecutive years to won 12 games, now I know we didn't get to where we wanted to go. Well, they haven't been there since, what, in 28 years. So, I, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's another thing I look at in 28 years. I said, you can't make this stuff up, right? So, you know, it's just one of them deals where it's, it's, it's the toughest job in football. There's no doubt about that. And you played in Philadelphia. You know what a fan base is. Oh, now. That's a whole different story now. You know, I, I just think for those guys, they didn't calculate the loss of, obviously, both coordinators. They lost some players. Um, and then when I, wa- when, look, when I watched them early in the season, I said, this is not right. This is this, this not, it, 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 not, it's not right. Something, something's wrong here. You know, and, and this is when they were winning. I said, this thing is about to go the other way, man. I know, watching them play right. I, I know there's nuance in the question because roster, cap, quarterback, something's yeah. going to come into play. But if I asked you, are you going to hire Jim Harbaugh or are you going to hire Bill Belichick? And, again, well, I understand that circumstances might dictate your answer. But if it was just a choice of those two, what are you doing? Well, I don't think you go wrong either one of them, to be quite honest. And I think Bill might be in a position now where he just wants to coach. I mean, he's, he's got 15 more, you know, games to, to try to win, and that's, that's, that's two years. Um, I just think that, you know, he's going to come in, and I don't even – people worry about what he's going to demand. I don't know if he's going to demand. I think he's going to look at the roster, look at the division, and say, hey, man, you know, I, I got a chance. I mean, he walks in the door, he has credibility. Coach Harbaugh walks in the door. He's got instant credibility. And Coach Harbaugh, one thing about him, what he brings to the table, he can he can help the quarterback. And this goes back to the San Francisco days when he had Colin Kaepernick and how successful that young man was. So I think you don't go wrong with either guy, in my, in my opinion. Herm Edwards is with us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Before we let you go, Herm, I don't think we've ever asked you about the Vince Papali teammate situation we know the movie invincible what do you remember from that time what do you remember about vince well dick was our coach obviously and you know vince played in a in a in a it's kind of like a semi-pro league that they had in philadelphia so it wasn't like he walked off the street he was actually in this league and he came in as a special teams guy and the story's kind of it's kind of true to what what happened you know he was he's a tough guy um obviously uh you know a special teams guy that's what he was and he was a receiver but you're talking about just a, a, a great teammate. And, he, you know, he really he represented the city of Philadelphia. He was a, a homegrown guy, tough, playing on the Eagles. You know, this is when we had six preseason games. 
we had 14 regular season games, you know, and it was, it was a different era of football, right? And we were, you know, and, and so he has brought, brought that persona, but you're talking about a good teammate and just a, a great guy. He was an older guy. He wasn't like a young guy. He was an old guy. He played in that other league. He played in this, like, I forgot what the league was, but it was, it was, it was, it wasn't the USFL, the but world, it was kind of one of them deals. Yeah, the World you know? Football League, right? Yeah, and he played in that. So he was already playing, and then he comes and he tries out. You know, and every day, you know, look, this is when training camp was almost two months because you had six preseason games, and it was grueling, you know. And you saw the guy in practice every day, and you just kind of watched him, and, and, and the players kind of, you know, liked the guys. Hey, man, and, and you know, Bill Mill was all about trying to build a team. He wanted tough guys. And, you know, he was really he was really a great team. Right. And he's a great friend. Finish up with this. I, there were some smart guys in the NFL back in the 70s, right? You would say there was yeah. at least a good handful of intelligent guys. Why didn't any of you ever go to an owner and go, this field I'm playing on is like playing on a, a cement. You're killing your investment. Asphalt at best. How did that never happen? It was the vet. It was owned by the city. It was run by the city. And everybody knew it. And, you know, look, they had a jailhouse in that place. You guys know that. You remember the jailhouse they had in there? <laughs> they had a jailhouse in the vet. I mean, it was, it was a house of horrors when people would walk in there. No one wanted to play us in there. But like, you didn't know any better. I mean, come on. The, the, coach, the, the players had no voices back then in the era I grew up in and played in. They had no voice. You can't cut you. When you stand, when you, you don't you don't like the turf. Okay, yeah. now now you're not playing football when anymore. You, when you stand on the when you stand on the field now, and you feel what's going on under your feet, do you think oh. back to the '70s? Like, do you get? Oh my God! It was almost it was almost uh, it, it was it was a calling card. Look, and, and it was remember the, the Phillies played in that stadium, so you know second base and first base, you knew where the humps were <laughs> when you played in there. <laughs> And you understood the guy. You when there's certain routes, he said that guy can't run that route because he's running over the hump. You know, he's running over the little piece of turf they put over the thing. I mean, it was it was. I tell you what, boy, it was fun back in them days. Now it's always fun talking with you, Herm. Hopefully, we can do it again uh, really, really soon. Thanks for coming on and uh, enjoy this weekend of the divisional round. I thank you. Appreciate you, Herm Edwards, with us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker Line. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.